It's over. Holidays, holidays, holidays. For three months. An eternity. The beach, swimming, bike rides with Gloria, and the little streams of warm, brackish water among the reeds. Wading, knee-deep, looking for minnows, tadpoles, newts, and maggots. Pietro Moroni leans his bike against the wall and looks around. He's twelve years old, but small for his age. He's thin, sun-tanned, a mosquito bite on his forehead, black hair cut short in rough-and-ready fashion by his mother. A snub nose and large hazel eyes. He's wearing a white World Cup T-shirt, a pair of frayed denim shorts, and translucent rubber sandals, the kind that make a black mush form between your toes. Where's Gloria, he wonders. He threads his way through the crowded tables of the Bar Segafredo. All his schoolmates are there, all waiting, eating ice creams, trying to find a patch of shade. It's very warm. For the past week, the wind seems to have disappeared, moved off somewhere else, taking all the clouds with it, and leaving behind a huge incandescent sun that boils your brain inside your skull. It's eleven o'clock in the morning, and the thermometer shows thirty-seven degrees Celsius. The cicadas chirp away obsessively on the pines behind the volleyball court. And somewhere, not far away, an animal must have died, because now and again you catch a sickly whiff of carrion. The school gate is closed. The results aren't up yet. A slight fear moves furtively in his belly, pushes against his diaphragm, and restricts his breathing. He goes out of the bar. There she is. Gloria is sitting on a low wall, on the other side of the street. He goes across. She pats him on the shoulder and asks, Are you scared? A bit. So am I. Come off it, says Pietro. You've passed. You know you have. What are you going to do afterwards? I don't know. How about you? I don't know. Shall we do something together? Okay. They sit there in silence on the wall and while on the one hand Pietro thinks she looks even prettier than usual in that light blue toweling T-shirt, on the other he feels his panic growing. If he considers the matter rationally, he knows there's nothing to worry about. Everything was sorted out in the end. But his belly is not of the same opinion. He wants to go to the bathroom. There's a bustle in front of the bar. Everyone comes to life crosses the road and throngs around the locked gate. Italo, the school caretaker, comes across the yard, keys in hand, shouting, Don't push, don't shove, you'll hurt yourselves. Come on, Gloria heads for the gate. Pietro feels as if he has two ice cubes under his armpits. He can't move. Meanwhile, they're all pushing to get in. You've failed says a little voice. What? You've failed. It's true. Not a presentiment, not a suspicion. It's true. Why? It just is. There are some things you just know, and there's no point in wondering why. How could he have imagined he'd passed?
Go and look. What are you waiting for? Go on, move. At last, he breaks out of his paralysis and joins the crowd. His heart beats a frantic little march under his breastbone. He uses his elbows. Let me through. I want to get through, please. Take it easy. Are you crazy? Keep calm, you idiot. Where do you think you're going? He receives a couple of shoves. He tries to get through the gate, but because he's so small, the bigger pupils just throw him back. He drops down on all fours and crawls between their legs, circumventing the blockage. Calm down, calm down, don't push, keep back for cri- Italo is standing beside the gate, and when he sees Pietro, the words die in his mouth. You've failed.